What's up? What's up? Uh, this your boy Tony. What's up, man? It's Will. And we recording this kind of late, so we might be a little off, but it's all good though. We still gonna give y'all a good episode. This is boxing with Tony and Will, and on this episode, we are going to recap Charlo Harrison two, and we are also going to do some end of year, end of decade talks. But first, we want to get to. The most hated rematch I can remember in a long time. The most hated fight, not even just rematch. Like I've never seen, I, I haven't, I haven't seen hate between two people getting ready to fight in a long time, like this fight last Saturday. That's a fact. And it turned out to be worth it. It was a fun fight. It was exciting. Uh, knockdowns. Uh, shit talking between rounds. It's just a good, fun fight. Like it's what you would want from a rematch, and especially it lived up to the to the shit talk uh, leading up to it. And that's really what you wanted because you don't want to see a boring fight at the so much spicy back and forth. So as always, what did you think about the rematch, my brother? Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great a great fight. A lot better. It was it was a lot better than the first fight, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, I think it was. I think it was. It was a good fight. It was a a good back and forth. You know, most of the most of the fight, of course, leading up to that uh, to the TKO. Yeah, I thought the fight was really good, man. It was. Um, I had it. What did I have it? I, if if Tony would have made it out the eleventh, I had it six five going into the twelfth. So I had it six four going into the going into what ended up being the closing round. Um, and I thought yeah, Tony was on his. Yeah, I had Tony up. I had Tony up uh, six four. I thought Jamel needed that eleventh and twelfth to draw. But well, we were definitely. I mean, we were definitely. You know, texting as the fight was going on, and I'm at that point. I was like, man, Jamel might need a knockout. Yeah, <laughs> and he got it, <laughs> and he got it. <laughs> and it's like, uh, and and like up to that point, the judges had Jamel up, but that didn't surprise me because I'm looking at the fight. I'm like, okay, this is a it's a close fight to me at least. Looking at it. I was like, I could see this round going this way or that way, but I just I, I scored more for Tony just off of like his style of boxing. That's more of like what what I like to see as I'm like scoring it. But um, Jamel, Jamel being up at that point was not a surprise to me, nor was it like a bad decision. It definitely wasn't. But I think I, I had Tony up too. But I definitely think uh, I was talking to my cousin, who he's a he's a boxer, and uh, we was talking we were talking about it. Uh, what was that Wednesday? We were talking about it on Christmas, and uh, you know, we were talking about the fight, and I was just like, I was like, I had Tony winning the fight up into the knockout, but and he was like, oh well, he was up on the scorecards, and I'm like, yeah, yeah but they probably, I mean, he was saying Jamel was up on the scorecards, and I'm like, well, they probably needed to do that to make up for the first fight. Realistically, I was like, if this if this got a decision and Tony don't make make some of these rounds a lot clearer than Jamel was probably going to win regardless. <laughs> yeah, and and J-Rock and, said... And not, was, even, and not even saying that that would have been... Not even saying it would have been a bad decision, like, you know, because it was a right. good fight. It was, it was still a close fight even though I had Tony up, but I'm just... You know you know how it go when they when they mess up. They mess up one time, they normally won't mess up twice. Yeah. yeah. Which is the, re- which is the reason I said Wilder <laughs> need a knockout against Fury. And J-Rock said on Twitter, like... um the California judges usually favor the more aggressive guy, and that's obviously Jamel. You know the the shots he was throwing, he was trying to end it early. So, you know, 
but like I said, I don't I don't look at that as being a bad decision or however it goes, say it would have went to decision and Jamel got it. I don't think that's like a robbery or no shit like that. But the one thing I did take from this fight is well, it's, it's a few things, but first, the rematch gotta happen. Third fight gotta happen because it, the rematch was had, had a decisive winner. First fight had some controversy, but up until the knockout, no one can say Tony Harrison wasn't in that fight, arguably winning that fight. So I feel like you got to run it back one more time. Just one more time, you got to run it back. And um, and I and, and and the numbers it did was pretty good from what I saw. So I don't I don't think that this is something you could say. Well, no one's watching or no one cares. Like it, it did good. It did good coverage, and like I said, it lived up to the hype. It was a good fight. Not only that, but I mean, you know, salute to the fighters that the the promo that they did was good. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, sold, yeah you know, they definitely sold that fight. No, it, for for sure, they definitely sold that fight. Um, another thing I I recognize from this fight is that Tony now makes the, the division was already fun and, and a lot of interesting matches, but Tony now makes that division even more interesting to see because. I didn't come away from that fight not thinking he could beat Jamel, you know, again. I didn't come away from that fight not thinking he could beat uh, Jared Hurd in the rematch. I didn't come away from that fight thinking he can't beat J-Rock, you know? Right. Like, yeah, you you know, he, he, he like, finishing, leaving that fight is like you looking at it like, oh, no, this dude, you know, this dude can box. He's going to give anybody a run for their money. Yeah, he could. For sure. You know he he can he can definitely he can definitely be champion again. Yeah, definitely. And I I would not be surprised if he's champion at fifty four again. And there's a lot of you know interesting fights that could be made in that weight class. But um, a lot of things got to happen first. You know, Jay Rice going to defend his championships in Philly. Jared Harris fighting on uh Danny's Danny Garcia that is his undercard in January January twenty ninth I believe. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of things gotta happen still, but it's just fun to have these divisions because we we had multiple divisions in boxing with a lot of different contenders, and that's something I noticed from this fight is like Jamel got the knockout in a really big, really solid knockout. I thought the ref should have ended it before he did. The uppercuts was crazy. Like if you just go back and look at those uppercuts, you would have said there's no way that this fight is like going to keep going. Definitely. So for um so so for that fight to end that way but still be the way it was leading up to that, it's it's really it's good for one fifty four and it's good for the sport itself. Um, but yeah, man, re- the rematch was it was fun. It was I want to see it a third time. I feel like we gotta see it a third time. Now on to our next topic. We are a few days away from twenty twenty. The end of the decade is upon us. It's been a hell of a decade. It's been a Really, really fun year for boxing. So we're going to do some recap from '09 to you know now and and this past year, which has been one of the the best years in boxing in a long time. Who number one? Well, I'm gonna ask you a few questions, but number one is who is your fighter of the decade from 2009 to 2019? I feel like we got the same person, but you know, I mean it, uh, it's. 
I mean, Floyd. Yeah. Exactly. I'm just kind of like, yeah. I mean, he retired right now, but it it has to be. It, it can only be. It can only be, in my opinion, one of one of three people, and really one of two people. And, really, like, I mean, I'm thinking either Floyd or Pacquiao, and my third would maybe be Canelo. Yeah, I get that. I I can definitely agree with you on that. Um, yeah, mine's just Floyd. You know. This decade, like, no no one was more dominant than Floyd in the ring. And nobody, you know, it's like, how can it not be, right? <laughs> like, how can it not be? Like, you let's let's run down Floyd's uh, uh, accomplishments just inside the ring, let alone the, the financial aspect of it. Let's just run down Floyd's accomplishments inside the ring. Floyd had, we know, we know he had the, the crazy billion-dollar fight with Mayweather, not with Mayweather, with Pacquiao. We know that, you know. Yep. And and, and let's <clears throat> let's just look at let's just look at everything from two thousand nine. Where's his list? Where's his list? So September nineteenth, two thousand two thousand nine, Floyd comes out of a two year retirement, uh, and he and he f- fights one Manuel Marquez to a unanimous decision. He fucking he kills Shane Mosley f- from the first round on. After Mosley rocked him, um, that was May first, twenty ten. Floyd comes back uh, September seventeenth, twenty. Damn, that was a long. Way. Was that the jail or was the jail after the Victor Ortiz fight? Uh, Ortiz. Uh, I think jail was before Victor Ortiz. It was before Victor. Okay, that was. That's that's a crazy what, layoff. When did it. when did the fight when did the fight happen? The Mosley fight was May first, twenty ten, and then the Victor Ortiz fight was September seventeenth, twenty eleven. And you know that's kind of that's a long layoff for Floyd. No, that might have been. Uh, that might have been after. Yeah, because Joe Santos to begin. Oh no! Well, yeah, he Joe Santos were talking. He they had the shit happened in twenty ten. I don't oh, know. Okay. I don't know that when is, exactly he went to jail, but that's when. They, that's when. It was all over the media and everything, so he might have been on a break because, of, you know, with all of that shit going on. Yeah, yeah, that explains everything. Okay. So, Floyd, he he KOs Victor Ortiz May 17, 2011. Victor Ortiz was a, was a really, you know, young, up-and-coming hot fight at that time. Um, I don't really know how many people gave him a chance versus Floyd, but that's a good name to have, especially during that time. He, he UD Miguel Cotto May 5, 2012. That was Probably one of the most competitive fights Floyd ever had. It definitely was. He uh, unanimous decision Robert Guerrero in his first fight on Showtime, May fourth, twenty thirteen. Uh, you know, school Canelo, September fourteenth, twenty thirteen. Never the, forget. The, never forget. Shout out uh, to my man Canelo. We, we would not we have this say. Canelo without that fight. The Canelo we know now and love, best fighter in the world to me. We would not have that guy at this level we got him at if it wasn't for that Mayweather fight. Definitely. Uh, May 3rd and September 13th, 2014, two victories over Marcos Madonna. I thought the first fight was really close. I thought he, he easily beat him in the second fight. But it was those were really two good fights for Floyd to have. Um, a rare rematch situation right there. Well, I think he only Madonna. did it because it was so, it was so many people like trying, debating the win. Yeah, but and that's because like that was one of those situations where Maidana was the aggressor. 
So it, you know, he threw so many more punches. He wasn't landing as as many as people would like to believe, but he threw a lot. He threw a lot, and you know, but they'll look for anything. <laughs> May May second, twenty fifteen, uh, the 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 billion dollar fight with Pacquiao, Floyd put the whole argument of who's the better fighter to rest easily that night. Um, May twelfth, twenty fifteen. rotator cuff. Ever. <laughs> And I'm not even a Floyd fan, but I super don't want to hear about that shit. <laughs> September 12th, 2015, uh, he, he beat Andre Berto in what was billed as, as his final fight of his career. We know yeah, he came Andre, back. He, uh, he had Andre Berto looking like Martin when he fought Tommy Harris. <laughs> we... <laughs> I'll never forget. August 26th. <laughs> 2017, after almost two years out the ring, he comes back in a uh, money grab against Conor McGregor. You know, we we kind of expected Floyd to win that fight, but it was, you know, it was what it was. It was an event at the time, and that put Floyd to 50 and 0. Um, his last fight of the decade, his last fight, most likely of his career. I don't believe any of that 2020 well, he shit. Fought, he fought the way Japanese kid. Oh, <laughs> Yo, relax. <laughs> relax. Bro. He, he fought the he fought the seven year old seven year old Japanese kid, whatever, and, and knocked, knocked him out. <laughs> um, and, and that was Floyd's decade, man. So Floyd Mayweather. Is is the is the uh Boston with Tony and Will recipient of fight of the decade. Applause to applause to, to Money Mayweather. That's a fact. Um now, fighter of twenty nineteen. So many different people could could hold claim to this award. Uh we got Vasily Lomachenko, of course, Terrence Crawford could throw his name in the hat, Deontay Wilder could stake his claim. Obviously, Canelo Alvarez in, in the year he had fighting Danny Garcia, fighting Sergey Kovalev. A lot of different guys could state they claim as the as the best fighter. Danny Jacobs. I said, I, I didn't said say Garcia. Oh, okay, right, right, right. Danny, <laughs> Danny. Wow, that would be something. Um, <laughs> Danny fighting Danny Jacobs is serving is Sergey Kovalev. So did, he fought, did he fight? Did he fight? Did he fight the? Uh, did he fight Rocky Field in this year? Or was that the end of last year? That was the end of last year. That was the oh, okay. Yeah, last year. So uh, those, those, those are the the. I would say the four top guys that can stake their claim as, as fight of the year. I am going with Saul Canelo Alvarez as my fight of 2019, um, four weight world champion, two big time victories over two uh, two top fighters. Um, yeah, I, I just think Canelo is the best in the world right now. Um, I, I respect the Bud and respect the Lomachenko, but I just think what Canelo is doing is is different. Who is your fighter of twenty nineteen, bro? I'm going. I'm I'm agreeing with you just off of like competition level alone, as far as you know who he's fought. Right. So I I'm, think I'm I, going with Canelo. I think Canelo is at a point right now where he's so good and what he's doing is so historic, but. You know, people still have people. He's he's. It's early too for him to see this this level because this usually happens when you are, are kind of an older fighter. But he's he's seen himself be the hero and the guy everyone's rooting for. You know, in the Mayweather situation, as he's coming up after the Mayweather fight, getting back on the winning track. 
and then you get into the triple G two situation, and then the contaminated meat, uh, PED, whatever you want to call it, situation. And now he's lived to see himself become a villain. So it's funny to see it, you know, uh, for him to still be. What is kind of like? Is he even thirty yet? Or is he like twenty nine? No, I think he's like twenty eight, twenty nine. Yeah, he's twenty. Canelo's twenty nine. He'll be thirty next year. So. For for you to be at twenty nine and, and and see these many levels in your career this early, I think it's I think it's crazy. But it also goes to show the level he's at as a fighter. Definitely, you got to accomplish a lot to be. You know, they always say it's it's a cycle. You you love, then you hate it, then you love, then you hate it again. Yep. So and you, that, I mean, and and you don't you don't get that you you don't get that if you're not great at what you do. For sure. And also, salute to Canelo for being one of the like like you know how bad of a motherfucker you gotta be when when like your name is, is cinnamon. <laughs> 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 like so like you gotta you gotta be ass off of that alone. <laughs> Cause like they 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 gonna play like you sweet and you ain't but you ain't fooled though. <laughs> so Canelo Alvarez is the Boxing with Tony and Will, recipient of Fighter of 2019. Those are the pretty... Uh, I felt like we would probably agree on those. Now, the subcategories where we may have different opinions or something like that. Next category here is Best Knockout of 2019. I'm going with Devin Haney versus... I don't even remember Doug's name. I'm not going to try because it's not important. Uh, we know who spin around. We know who we know the knockout, and we know what happened. I think that was a knockout of the year to me. Um, a lot of big shots was landed this year, but to me, I just remember Dog just going limp, and that and the fight just being over at that point. Basically, yeah, he he slumped him <laughs> like literally. <laughs> it was it was instant, fam, and like the call on it was so fire because he he called it like a, a walk off home run, but that's really what it was though. It was like Devin, that shot was that shot was nuts, and he's only getting better. I can't wait to see Devin back in the ring uh, next year after he recovers from shoulder surgery. So who um what would would be your knockout of the year? Um, for me. Uh, 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 we have. Who was that? What's my man? What's 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 my man name? That uh, I think it was that was early this year. That Wilder knocked out Brazil. Oh, Brazil! <laughs> and yeah, I, Brazil I like, knockout. Was nice. I think I, I, I like that because it was like they had just, you know it was like it was coming from the corners and it was just over. <laughs> it was instant. It was it was instant. Like it was. It happened, it happened so quick, number one. And then it was like, you just you just knew Brazil was getting knocked out, but you was just waiting, though. Basically. <laughs> like, you was just waiting because you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, that, that, that would be, uh, I think, that Devin Haney, that was, one, that was one of my favorites, too. I always forget Brazil got knocked out in the first round. <laughs> and it was crazy because it was like I think I think they was off like a breakup or something like he the rap and broke him up and said yeah he broke him up and then like out the blue it was like it was over I'm looking at it right now like just yeah, rewatching man. it like he was it was it, it's crazy how it went 
So they lock up. They get close. Brazil lock up. He hit Wilder behind the air. Ref, ref, ref breaks him up. He sets, separates him. And then right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. That, that's definitely one of my favorite knockouts. <laughs> the Wilder, the Brazil knockout is, is crazy for the... I, I see. I don't know which which knockout is crazy, the Brazil one or the Ortiz one, because the Brazil one was instant first round, <laughs> but Ortiz was winning every round of that fight, <laughs> and you was just waiting. It was ne- I've never I've never seen a guy up seven rounds to nothing, and I'm like, he gonna lose this fight. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been in that situation in all my years of being a boxing fan. I've never looked at a fight and a guy, and, and we are nearing championship rounds. We're nearing the later rounds, and, and the opponent has won zero rounds. And I was like, yeah, he's not going to win this fight. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one. That's like, nah, I don't know. That, that's why I, that, that's, that's I just gift. Like, he, he got that luxury. He, of losing every round and like and still like until that last bell where you're like I don't know like and I mean every ever plus every boxer is always one punch away but that's like he's the one he's punch. literally one punch away and it's like fam it, it's like you're just waiting you waiting because you know it's gonna come you know it's coming bro yeah man but yeah, those are our knockouts of the year. Uh, where it was going with Wilder versus Brazil? Great knockout. I'm going with Devin Haney versus Antonio Moran. Um, yeah, just crazy, crazy knockouts we seen this year. And that's not that's not even to mention Canelo knocking out Sergey Kovalev damn yeah, near out the ring like he did. So yeah, great, great year, great year in boxing. What was you? What What is the best fight that you've seen this year? Not necessarily, you know, what what people have said are the best fights or whatever, whatever. What's the best fight this year you've seen with your own two eyes? Uh, I like uh, I like I like J Rock versus Hurt. That that's that was a that was a fire fight. Spencer Porter was fire. Definitely gained a lot of respect for Sean. Those might be, those might be my two favorites. Not mad at that. That's a, uh, those 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 five. The the Earl Sean fight was so crazy because it was like we expected Earl. I I thought Earl was gonna stop Sean, but Sean is such a pit bull man. He he can make a fight with anybody, and yeah, and man. it's and, and he coming. he showed that. Like for him to keep up that pace for twelve rounds is nuts, but it just shows how how in shape he is. He's in and and like the work he puts in to get to that point. Um, I thought that was I thought that was really impressive. Um, and the the J Rock the J Rock Hurd fight was so crazy because up until that fight we 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 said for months on end, J Rock starts not J Rock but Hurd starts too slow. He gets hit way too much for him to be a top fighter. And he met his match that night, and and you know it, it showed you know, definitely, because because J Rock was getting inside and he was letting hands go, and ultimately ended up dethroning her and taking those belts. 
Uh, for me, my favorite my favorite fights this year, I would I would go with uh, and I and I talk about this a lot on Twitter because this is this is like a gem. Might not might a lot, a lot of people might not, not have seen, but uh, Danny Roman versus T.J. Dohaney on one of the early early zone cards. It was like early this year. I think it was back in January. Or something that fight was crazy to see. That was a that was a dope fight. That's probably that's probably my favorite fight this year. Uh, Danny Roman versus T.J. Doheny. Um, Earl, Earl and Sean was was a, a dope fight. Um, I remember that night just watching it. I, I was I just knew Earl was going to stop Sean, but Sean just kept coming and coming and coming. Even when he got clipped on the chin, and and uh, he got the knockdown, he was still coming. And I thought that was just a, a really fun fight. Uh, what else? Um, Regis Progre and Josh Taylor. That's that's probably. That was that's probably my second that favorite fight this year. That was a really fun fight. Um, that could have went either either way. That fight was really was really fun to watch, and that's another fight that lived up to the to the shit talk and the and the hype of the fight. And and like I said, man, that's always fun to see because it's one thing for these guys to say what they're gonna say on on the stage at the press conference, the weigh-ins, and all that shit, but to live up to to what you're talking about in that ring for 12 rounds or however long the fight go on, that's that always make it way better, for sure. I'm trying to remember. Uh, which fight? What other fight was that that, that was? I can't. Was that, was that Granados? Uh, I can't remember. Which, I can't think of which fight I'm thinking about. Uh, uh, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> was it a fight or a knockout? It was a fight. No, nah, I'm thinking about a fight. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I, I do know. Anymore. Um. Oh well. This is transition into the next segment. What was some of the crazier moments from the sport that you that that like you think about when you think about boxing in 2019? With some of the like damn, that did happen. Moments. Mm. Let's see. I don't even. I don't even know what I got off the top of my head. Like I mean, one for me is is Furry getting cut <laughs> against fucking Auto Valine. Oh and, yeah. And possibly losing that fight because of well, the we definitely we definitely talked about that. Like, if if it was anybody else or if it was the other way around, that fight was going to get stopped because that, that fight. fight was done, fam. If that was anybody but Fury, because the cut was crazy, the cut was was the cut was insane. I've seen I've seen fights stop for less cuts than that. So for the, for them to not for them to not stop at number one, I'm glad he didn't and let him keep going, but. The fact is, if that was anybody else, that fight would have got stopped. You know, I think I mean one of the biggest moments this year for sure would be, uh, would be Ruiz. You know, Ruiz winning, winning the title. Exactly, for sure, for sure. That's that's definitely upset of the year. That's that's. Oh, oh yeah. Well, since we since we on this topic, it fits. Since how we got Javante Tank Davis fighting uh, tomorrow night. This is we're recording this on Friday prior to the fight. So we got Javante Davis, Tank Davis fighting tomorrow against Yorkis Gamboa um, in Atlanta. Say, say for some reason Tank don't win that fight. Whatever happened. 
Say Tank lose. Is that a bigger upset than AJ getting knocked out the Ruiz or no? Because to me, it kind of... So. I was about to say, because to, to me, it kind of is, but it's not. Because people got to remember Gamboa was once talked about as a, as a top guy coming up. That's what I'm saying. Like, Gam- Gamboa is like... I feel like he's a little bit more known. He's a little bit more... I won't... I mean, it's it's hard to say like he's a little bit more respectable, but I guess he's he might be a little bit more respected in the sport than Ruiz was at the time of the fight. Right. So it's like and, Ruiz Ruiz was virtually a nobody. Like, and I and I think it's like actually people like you hear people saying like, oh, you know, Tank got to watch out for Gamboa. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a hell of a point. That's a, that's that's that really is the point to be made. It's like, okay, if if Tank was to lose for some reason. People are saying like this is his biggest test to date. Now I think Tank is going to knock him out, as he does everybody else. Gamble is thirty-eight. Um, he's he just turned thirty-eight. Goddamn, two days before Christmas. I think that 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 Tank is going to get the stoppage, but it is it is something that he's got to be careful because this is a vet. He's going in there with this is a former world champion. He's going in there with. Um, Tank did not make. Wait today on his first attempt. He made it on his second, weighing in at 134.8. And I think that I think Tank's got a big 2020 ahead of him. I, do I think the Lomachenko fight is going to happen? Fuck no, I don't ever think that's a fight that's going to happen. <laughs> but I do think he's got a big 2020 ahead of him, and it starts tomorrow. And then what has been a hell of a 2019 for him, um, I think he's got to finish finish this year strong. And I think he'll he'll get the job done. Now going back to the topic, got a little off, but it 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 all weighed in. So this has been a crazy year in the sport. Um, I, another another like oh shit that did happen moment to me is Earl versus Mikey, and we kind of oh, forget yeah. about that happening. It was so early. It was so one sided, and it was so early. But that was a really big. That was a really big deal. That that happened. Yeah, no, that definitely that definitely happened. That was a really big deal because not only was that two top ten definitely pound for pound guys fighting, that was that was the the media coverage on it was crazy, and you know they did what three hundred plus on pay per view when no one fucking does anything on pay per view these days. They. They filled up a football, like they filled up a football stadium, and like you yeah. can say whatever you want about you know the the Mikey board in the Mexicans or whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, like that that was a big deal, and that fight that fight was a big deal. Now the fight in itself was was what it was, but the event the event and the fact that it happened was for sure a big deal, and that's one of the things I think about when I think about 2019 in boxing. No, definitely. Oh shit! What about Manny Pacquiao? Still like beating motherfuckers up at forty-one. Yeah, I mean it was like yeah, it happened. It was I mean, and it's, it's shitty to say, but it was like I, that was against Keith, and that's that's crazy, and that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy, right? I was about to say that's so crazy. To say. But it, but it's like it's like because it's like I if in twenty nineteen is a valid statement though. Yeah, because it's like if you look at the fight that Keith had before he fought Pacquiao, like you know, looking at that fight is like shit. Pacquiao should have beat him. 
And, and like, like if if you would have said two years ago, like it was Keith Thurman though, motherfuckers have been like, what? <laughs> but saying that in 2019 is like super super valid, bro. It's, it's yeah, super, that's why I'm super like, valid. Like, yeah, it's crazy to say, but it's like, uh... <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> um, yeah, man. This this year has been crazy. AJ AJ and Ruiz. Let's talk about that a little bit. The first fight, uh, we did a whole bunch of episodes on the second fight. Let's talk about the first fight and just what that like the how that changed everything. And even with AJ winning the rematch, that's like that can't. It still changed the landscape. No, definitely. Like I said, I, I definitely think. Uh... I think Ruiz Ruiz makes the division more exciting. I think you know once he get back into his shape, you know the yeah. the type the type of fighting shape that he normally fights in or whatever. I think he can. I think he can still be competitive as a heavyweight, and he could definitely get another title. Mm-hmm. He could definitely he could definitely be a world champion again. He could beat a lot of those guys. So I think I think his name I think his name is uh his name is gonna be there. I know we've talked we said that you know since the since the first fight and leading up to the second fight, you know his name is definitely gonna be gonna be there. He he improved himself and even even losing in that second fight, you know it do, it doesn't make me not want to see him anymore. It just it's like I right, he came in he came in out of shape. But it's like any even with that fight, any time the fight was brought to the inside, you seen what he could do. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like that fight is different. That fight is that fight is definitely. I still think AJ wins because the you know the boxing just it was really good. But I definitely think we're, it's not as wide scored or however you want to look at it. If Ruiz is in much better shape than he was in because he was obviously in terrible shape. Yeah, no, but I think I like you said. I think AJ wins regardless, just because AJ did. AJ just did a good job there's and controlling distance, and that was the most important thing. But um, back to the first fight though, like leading up to that, we said what we said, and that was: do not expect this to be a money grab. Do not expect this to be a a walkover fight. Like Andy Ruiz, really good, good amateur pedigree, so he 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 knows what he's doing. Um, good professional pedigree, like which a lot of people didn't pay attention to. Like he could have beaten Joseph Park. Him and him and AJ in reality could have fought two years ago had he beaten Joseph Parker because the belt he fought Joseph Parker for was the belt that AJ beat Joseph Parker for back in 2018. Right. So so they in in theory they could have fought a long time ago. And who knows how that would have happened had they fought back then, you know. So Andy Andy Ruiz, he he's been in the world title situation before. He's been in hostile territory before. He fought Joseph Park in New Zealand. He didn't fight him in in the US. He fought Joseph Park in on his territory. So he knows what it's like to be to have everybody against you in a sense. So I feel like that got that got overlooked, super overlooked, just because you look at Andy Ruiz and say, who's this, you know, this this chubby Mexican guy? He's not going to be able to do with anything with Anthony Joshua, who who looks how he looks and fights the way he fights. And right. June 1st, that changed everything. And the way you might have thought was out the window. Oh, I'm with you. 
I look I look at I look at that whole situation and just just going just kinda going round by round. You know, it starts off it starts off AJ's I guess trying to he's just trying to get into it and he's trying to just get established and, and get a rhythm going. But from the first round, at least for, at least my eyes, you can see like, okay, Ruiz is Ruiz is, is coming. No, definitely. I mean he he knew that's what he had to do. I mean, you know, that's kind of what what worked what worked for him in the first fight. I guess the only thing different is like I, they probably weren't expecting it the first fight versus the second. You know, yeah. And that's and that's and that's what what we didn't see in that second fight was him walking AJ down. Now, granted, AJ probably didn't allow him to do that as much in the second fight as he did in the first, but that was still like his big advantage was him being able to walk him down and. You know, kind of do what he wanted to do as far as pace of the fight. No, definitely. When AJ gets the knockdown in round three, I'm thinking it's over. I like I like I I thought I thought it was over, but then once once Ruiz recovered and he got rocked again, because people forget that he got caught again, but it was like when they when they started exchanging. I, I hated it because I knew what was coming. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, you started, you know, like, I mean, early on in that fight, you started to see, like, you started to see Ruiz's hand speed. Yeah. And power. <laughs> right. And it's like, fam, it's like, number one, you got to, you, you can't just go in there like this. Like, this is not, this is not going to be what does it. And and when he got clipped on the on the top of the head, I was like, "Oh shit!" It, even even us even hoping he could recover, you know, in the back of your mind, like yeah, he is fucked. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you off balance the rest of the fight. <laughs> yeah, it's like like Mike Tyson said in the uh, in the documentary leading up to the second fight, when he gets hit on the top of his head, his equilibrium is is shot. Like his shit is he fucked up. You know, he's there, but the rest of his body is gone. Right. So it's like, even if you know what you, even if you got an idea of like, I want to do this, I want to do that. Your timing you is can't. off, your balance is off. There's <laughs> nothing you can do. You you know, you helpless to your, to your opponent, to whatever he want to do. And Andy Ruiz took full advantage of that in the first fight. And I mean, but I think we, I think even back then at the time of the first fight, we talked about like the difference of, how they reacted with the knockdowns when that when AJ got his knock when AJ got the knockdown on Ruiz in that third round it was like he didn't he didn't immediately get into attack mode versus when Ruiz got the knockdown on him Ruiz was was on him as soon as he got up. Mm-hmm. That's that is that is a true true fact, and you know to to that 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 whole night in itself because the undercard was really good it was a lot of uh good performances on the undercard um i thought I, that that night is just a legendary night now in boxing history like we'll always remember june 1st madison square garden because that was the night that a, that the heavyweight division got shaken up no that's a fact and i i feel like that's that for me that's the biggest moment of the year for sure is, is AJ losing to Ruiz, and especially the way he lost to Ruiz? Yeah, I, I mean nobody was expecting that. Nobody. Um, 
this this decade boxing has gone into a lot of different places. It's it's been, you know, early in the decade it was a lot of just you know it it was all Floyd and that was it. It was people looked at boxing as a dying sport. You know, USC was starting to take over as the number one number one thing in in the fight business. And towards the end of the decade, we've seen boxing come back to the forefront and is getting back to a, a space where people know who these guys are. You know, it's not just the Floyds, you know. And, you know, social media has a lot to do with this, too. But, you know, Devin Haney, you know, the Charlo twins, you know, AJ, obviously, you know, Canelo, you know, Fury. Just on and on, right. a, a bunch of people, you know, right? Yeah. So this decade has been on many different ends of the spectrum for the sport. But it's, it's been a hell of a decade, though, from Pacquiao versus, you know, whoever, to Mayweather versus whoever, Triple G and Canelo, Andre Ward. And we didn't even talk about Andre Ward. Like, Andre Ward could definitely make his claim as fighter of the decade, too. Okay. So, you know, um, yeah, man, I thought... <coughs> I thought this decade, and specifically this year, was really good for the sport. Going into 2020, I think so many possible things we could see in 2020, so many big matchups. And I do think, we always talk about the dream fights, the Wilder Josh was the... And it's funny because I was was sitting there thinking about that. I was like, when we talk about the predictions, I don't even want to mention those fights. No, I I really don't. I have no desire because there's so many more... Big fights that can happen. Just they may not hold the name level, but you know, if you watch the sport, these are big fights that could happen. Like, like, like Billy Joe and Canelo is a is an amazing fight. I'm still, I was still thinking about uh, Calvin Smith and Canelo. That, that that's a fight I would love to see. And I, I, got, I, I know a couple, a couple of them that I had. Well, I said, I said I want to see Danny Smith and Canelo. I said I want to see uh, Pacquiao and Danny. Yeah, I definitely want to see Pacquiao and Danny. Uh, Lomachenko and Mikey. I want to see Sean and Bud. I want to see Sean and Bud, too. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what else did I say? Uh, I think I want to see – I definitely want to see Usyk against, like, one of these one of these bigger-name heavyweights. I wouldn't mind – I think I don't know if I said it before, but I know I said I, – I know I wouldn't mind seeing Usyk and Ruiz. No, I definitely wouldn't mind seeing that. And 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 the thing I like about these fights as compared to the others are these fights can are uh, easily made. And I think they may be more uh welcome to be made versus versus the fight between uh two companies, big bigger guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and the thing and about, I mean, like these are these are huge. You know, some of these fights are like huge fights, like in the they're sport. Of big boxing. deals. They are big deals for real. Like like Canelo Canelo versus anybody is a big fight, but him versus a Callum Smith or him versus a Billy Joe is is extra is extra crazy. You know, because he's going to bring out the people. So oh, yeah. so you don't even got to worry about attendance and shit like that. And if and if we had if we in a situation of Mexicans and, and Brits, you like motherfuckers gonna come to wherever to watch that. So oh, yeah, that's taken travel. care of. That's taken care of. So now we just gotta worry about the fight. And and all of those options are, are big fights to be made. Um some other fights I look forward to in twenty twenty. Um I look forward to seeing 
I look I look forward to seeing and Mikey after the Jesse Vargas fight. I I look forward to seeing it because I I do think Mikey's gonna go back to like one forty or or possibly one thirty five. I don't know about one thirty five for sure, but I definitely think he'll go back to one forty and that's where he'll he'll get some get some bigger bump going. I'd love to see Mikey versus Regis Progray or Mikey versus Josh Taylor. Yeah, him and Josh Taylor will be fire. Him and Josh Taylor would be a really fun fight. Um, I would love to see. I would love to see Devin Haney and Tank fight. That'd be crazy too. That's a I, like that's a that'd be a big fight. Like and like you know, for people that are fans of the sport, that's like, like that'd be like a real big like low key type of fight. That'd be a big fight, and then it's like the, they have like the same. Like like following, I guess you if you want to say like they both got the same relationships with like, you know the rappers and shit like that. So mm-hmm. that'd that bring a lot of a lot of publicity to that situation. So yeah, man. But it's it's a big twenty twenty coming. It's been a great decade. It's been a hell of a twenty nineteen. You know who it is? It's your boy Tony. It's Will. This is boxing with Tony and Will, and that was our wrap up of twenty nineteen of the decade. We will be back next week, uh, most likely next weekend, giving y'all a recap of Tank versus Gamboa and a preview of what we want to see next year and and just going a little bit more in depth about 2020. Happy New Year to everybody. Y'all be safe and we holler at y'all. We out. Peace.